My mind is so focused, so set on things which are above, according to Scripture, that my heart is being flooded, according to Ephesians chapter 1, with light, illumination. I'm praying that over each and every one of us, that you'll sense His presence more, that you'll sense that anointing that is available to each and every one of us. Say, so, man, Pastor, you really come out of the gate this morning. My Lord, it was like, because you know what's happening in my life is the revelation truly of how the enemy wants us trapped. Even as born-again believers, the enemy wants us trapped to the natural. Even if we can pray naturally, Satan just thinks that's just wonderful. What he never wants you to do is to bypass such a revelation this week. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. I know that when we get into the gifts, you know, when you hear a tongue in church, there has to be an interpretation. But you never must dismiss the part that it says in the book of Corinthians that when we speak in an unknown tongue, our prayer language, we speak to God and not to man. Paul said, when you're teaching, please speak in a way that people understand. In other words, if you're Spanish, speak in Spanish. If you're English speaking, speak in English. Whatever language you have or wherever you are, communicate in that so that revelation, understanding, and teaching and the spirit of learning can be what? Nurtured in our midst. But he never said, hold back in praying in tongues. To the contrary, he said, I pray in tongues more <clears throat> than any of you. I challenge you this year, pray in tongues more than what you've ever prayed before. I know <clears throat> we want to pray the scripture, brilliant. I know we want to proclaim and declare the word. Brilliant. Please never stop. But how long do you give to praying in other tongues? I've known for years that praying in other tongues is truly the gateway to the supernatural. I have learned over all these years, many, many, many years, that praying in the Spirit, if I will give myself to the time of praying in the Spirit or praying in other tongues. Things that were weighing me down, they're not so heavy anymore. I begin to operate through my Spirit, by the Spirit, as a Spirit man. And the operations of God goes into operation. One day when we all get to be with the Lord, we're going to understand more than what we understand now because we truly don't understand very much of the operations of God and the ways of the Spirit. But in the Christian world, we're, we're so comfortable just reading the Bible, praying little prayers, but yet every single one of us face hellish situations at some time or other in our lives. 
You were never supposed to face these hellish situations naturally. You were supposed to face these hellish situations with the full backing of heaven. That the same power that Jesus faced the enemy is what is available to each and every one of us. Jesus did not face the enemy naturally. He faced the enemy with the full backing of heaven. The full. He yielded himself to the processes of prayer. He yielded himself to the plan of the Father. Like what I've said before, I can only imagine the conversation before Jesus came as the baby. When the father maybe was having a family conversation and he said, who will go? And Jesus the son says, I will go. And I will make myself the lamb. It's so very powerful. The easiest thing in life is to do nothing. The easiest thing in life is just to rumble around in our minds. The easiest thing in life is just to let the enemy play and wreak havoc. That's the easiest thing in life. Just do nothing. Yet a whole realm of the supernatural awaits every single one of us. If we take the time to step through that door. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, we get an opportunity either to work in the natural or work in the supernatural. We can spend all our times perfecting that which is natural. But yet my invitation to would be this year is why not spend time perfecting in that realm that can do something about this realm. Because Elohim brought everything that you see naturally into place. But it takes El Shaddai to step in and begin to change things for us. I pray a revelation over you this year of the ability of the believer with faith as our advantage to step through the door of the supernatural and begin to see what heaven has for each and every one of us so that we can be displayed before this world as something that can do something about the issues and the problems that face humanity. You are not normal. Your normality was taken when you gave Jesus your life. Something supernatural, something miraculous took place within you. That which was dead was now alive. And spiritually you became alive. Everything that was became new. 
instantly. It's called the miracle of the new birth. You didn't have to go again into your mother's womb. It was completely supernatural of the accepting of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Spirit of God came upon you, overshadowed you, and something new that never existed before took place within you. So if you started your Christian walk supernaturally, if you started this walk with God supernaturally, you're going to try it again. If you started this walk with God supernaturally, receiving something that only God can do, then why would we try to live out the rest of our walk with God, doing what we think we should do when we really need it to be God that does it? I declare over you, 23 shall be free. 23 shall be a year of tremendous supernatural capacity invading this natural world. And as we pray out in the Spirit, we will see things revealed to us, hear things told us. We will begin to begin to build a world from another realm in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Begin to build a world from another realm in the name of Jesus. I'm going to try that again. Begin to build a world from another realm. Hallelujah. What I've learned through life is that, you know, you go back to your world and I go back to mine. And you could go back to the, the nicest house with all the money in the bank, but you still could be poor. impoverished you could go back to a shack and yet be the richest person alive because your spirit man has become so illuminated to the realm of God God invaded darkness so that we wouldn't have to live in it. God sent his son to eradicate the pain of sin so that we wouldn't have to accept it. We don't have to live in the reward of hell. We can live in the blessing of heaven. Come on, somebody begin to pray in the spirit with me right now. All over this room, those that are watching, pray in the spirit with me. We should be pushing out the lights right now, pushing out the Decosolomine. The, the if we really believe that there was another realm, if we really believe that God can invade my world, if we really can believe that God can make something out of nothing, if we really believe that God can take a disease and eradicate it completely out of our lives, if we really believe that the greatest days are right up ahead of us, if we really believe that God can take something that is nothing and make something out of it, if we really believe... I want you to shut it out. I really believe. And if we really believed that speaking in tongues 
was the gateway to the supernatural, then we would be speaking in tongues hours and hours a day. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time. How many people in this room believe that there's more for you to experience? Let me see your hands. Wave it just a little bit there. Let me see your hands. How many people believe that you've, you've had all of heaven that you can handle? Well, then how many people believe that this service this morning is so very, very important? You didn't come so that you could clock in. And some of you sit so disappointed. We live in Tulsa. Some of you would love to be even the pastor of this church or even to pastor a church like this. But yet you don't. We must stop living in the realm of I wish I could, I wish I did, I wish I had, I wish we did do that, I wish we could do that. We have to stop coveting what other people have and make our lives work. This is an amazing word from the Lord. The truth of the matter is that if you feel like you can do something better, then what somebody else is doing, then you should do that. That is the truth. If you believe that you could have a better business than someone else that is doing what they're doing, then you should do that. Because these are days not to be idle in the realm of thought. Do you know what thought did? It stuck a feather in the ground and thought it would grow a chicken. I think I'm going to be successful. No, no, no. The scripture says, I am successful. I am a success before I even start. And everything on top of that is a bonus. <laughs> now, I know some of us, like me included, we have a ways to go. But that's all right. I'm going. How many people are going? Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Shut it out. The greatest days are right up ahead of me. Come on, look at someone else and say, just another couple of steps. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because things that you've been praying out over years and years and years are manifesting in your midst in Jesus' name. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. And when you pray out the word, believe the word, stand on the word, the word is going to come to pass in your life. It cannot not, not come to pass. It has to come to pass. Things that you prayed as a child, it's coming to pass. Things that you prayed 20 years ago, it's coming to pass. So don't get up in your big fat head. Stay in the spirit. Well, the older I get, the more I, I'm telling you, the more I thought I would have seen it by now. That's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. He wants to keep cupping you, putting you back in the flesh, putting you back in the natural, putting you back into your own ability. This never started in your own ability. This started in his ability. 
I didn't ask to be brought into the kingdom of God. The Spirit of God came upon me and wooed me, invited me. And he said, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The Father has need of you. You did not choose him. He chose you. That should have been a standing ovation. That you were invited to the kingdom. You may take your seats. Everybody else stand. We treat this so loosely. Our salvation is so cheap that we forget that we did not invite ourselves. He invited us. We received a telegram from heaven by the Holy Ghost. One minute you weren't thinking about God, the next minute you were thinking about God. You didn't care less about God. You didn't care less about nothing. You thought everybody else in the church was crazy. All of a sudden. Something began to happen in you. Look at your neighbor and say, do it again. Oh, God, shut it out. Do it again. Do it again. Do something, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. David got to your place and said, restore unto me the joy of my. Why? Because it can become cheap, Alan. We can become so used to it. We become like the spoiled kids of Abba. We just live with our expectors always up. I expect him. Why didn't he go before me? Why didn't he come behind me? Because you might be in sin. I know he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But if you're living your life one way and you're expecting God to do whatever, whatever it is that you believe he should be doing, you must never forget that God is holy. And he says, be ye holy, for I am holy. There is always a reason why life is not working. Come on, give me five more minutes. There's always a reason why life is not working. I want you to shut it out. This year is going to be something else. Woo! Come on, say it out. Something else. Something else. If a devil can show up in my bedroom Christmas night going into Boxing Day, if a devil can show up in my bedroom in Adobrastamina and shake me out of my sleep, then I'm telling you there are angels of light and there are operations of heaven that are about to invade our world in the name of Jesus. God is showing us stuff and he is revealing to us stuff. You better get ready for the fall of Stumbinite. You may take your seats. And for all those that are having just a wonderful supernatural experience, we're coming to your house to see how you're living. Hallelujah. Say, Holy Ghost, move. Why is he growling? I don't know, but it feels terrific. <laughs> you want to feel my insides. 
Honestly, I was so nearly out in the spirit a, a few minutes ago, I thought I was going to pass out. I literally had to go out. I was so overcome with the presence of the Lord. And I thought, this is not good. I'm the pastor. I was so overcome with the Spirit of the Lord. I will say that again. I was so overcome. When I came down from the welcome, I was so overcome with His presence. I thought I was going to fall out on the carpet. And I worked with it periodically, and I said, I'm going out just for two minutes. Let your hand say, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I can't pastor those who don't want pastoring. I can't lead those who don't want led. I can't teach those who don't want taught. And I can't take you where you don't want to go. And if you don't want to go into the supernatural realm, then you're going to be very bored living out your natural life. Because as the pastor of this church, you and me, we're going supernaturally. Uh, woo, you didn't hear what I said. We're going supernatural. In the name of Jesus. Because if there's a door opens to me supernaturally, I'm going through it. In the name of Jesus. And I don't care if it's a welcome in a service. I'm going to take the moment. I could nearly feel it. Oh my God, this is the welcome. And he's off and running. He's speaking in tongues. Well, I do not care what anybody thinks. I'm the pastor of this church, and if we have to speak in tongues at the welcome, I'm going to speak in tongues at the welcome. And if a lot of us had prayed in tongues before we came, maybe I wouldn't have had to pray in tongues at the welcome. Look at your neighbor and say, he must be speaking about you because it's not me. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I was up early this morning bathing myself in the anointing of God, praying in the Holy Ghost. I was praying unction out of that pulpit. I was praying unction out of that man of God. I was praying unction. I want the Holy Ghost. Shout it out. Holy Ghost. How many people want the Holy Ghost to move in this church? How many people want to see signs, wonders, and miracles? Well, you know it's just not all on me, right? Come on, everybody. We all have a part to play. I know we're all working through something, but we don't have to work through it in the natural. We've got Elohim. We've got El Shaddai. We have Rostamiah Kaparinea. We have Jehovah Shabbat, and he fights for us. I said Jehovah Shabbat fights for us. And then we have Jehovah Shammah and his presence, our Sarosamayah. Ushers, lock the doors. Somebody in here needs this. Don't let the immature leave early. There's a move of the Spirit that is coming. I don't know how to tell you or prepare you more for this. 
other than to tell you that as the pastor of this flock, I am going with the Spirit of the Lord and I am going to see people redeemed from their sin and to see them set free from hellish situations in the name of Jesus. I was not raised up in God so that I could nurse the sick. I was not raised up in God so that I could pat the back of the one who just needs a little sympathy. We were raised up so that we could eradicate every trace of the enemy in the name of Jesus and that's what you are you are not here so that you can just live and cohabitate we're not here to cohabitate with demons and devils and evil princes I was trying to fix my glasses there I thought I had my glasses on <laughs> so far out of it this morning I forgot I put in contact lenses <laughs> you always know it's a good service when you forget that you <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I just don't think it's necessary well you live your broken defeated life and your fleshly little fit and have yourself an anger moment and just have yourself all the demons that you want but I am telling you my and my household we're going to serve the Lord and if the prophets are right then a Goshen needs to be right raised rose rise 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 raised up and if the prophets are right millennial has something to do with it I'm going my God God didn't bring you to this church so that you could be a dud, so that you could just sit there, so that you could just, you know, sorry, well, praise the Lord. Amen. It was a beautiful service. He brought you because you carry something. You carry something that is greater. And I need you more than I've ever needed you. This is the day. You may take your seats. Isn't it wonderful to be in a Presbyterian church today? Isn't it wonderful just to be able to come to church and not even move a muscle? It's wonderful to come to church, praise the Lord, and the pastor expects nothing. Pastor, you make a lousy pastor. Listen. One of these days come and you'll be thanking God you have me in your back pocket. Because when your favor doesn't work and your money doesn't work, you'll be looking for somebody whose faith works. And you don't want somebody who's just been tickling your ears for a little while, just taking all your money and telling you how good it is. It's not good out there at all, guys. It is not good out there. It is literally falling apart and the wheels are coming off. But I tell you, the church is rising. We are rising. Some people want to draw back. You know, they just want to draw back. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. There'll be a greater separation between you and me because I ain't drawn back. Amen. I'm running, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm out 
That's what I heard the Lord say to me. You don't know what's necessary. Here we are in our little worlds trying to tell God what we think we need. Oh, I shouldn't have come to church. I should have just stayed in the secret place. I should have just stayed with the Lord. Mm. I remember Brother Copeland saying, Lord, if you do me this way, then I'm going to do everybody else this way. You can't come out here and just sing a song. Lord, I love you. You need to go to the theater, honey. Bring your voice out here and begin to march. Bring your voice out here and begin to let a trumpet sound come out of you. Scare hell into submission. Oh, say it again. Scare hell. <laughs> Scare the hell out of the devil. So, my God, that Brady Bunch, they're, they're going for it now. They're going for it now. You are God's best kept secret, I'm telling you. There's weaponry locked up in the inside of you that you don't even know that you have. And the devil wants to keep you locked up in your head, but honey, you're not standing in your head anymore. I'm telling you, you're dropping down into your heart, dropping down into your spirit, dropping down into the power of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to run your race like you've never run your race. And you're going to give God praise like you've never given God praise. And even in the face of adversity, you're still going to give Him praise and honor and glory. So help me, God. You see this up here? You see this? Look at your neighbor and say, that's me, right there, that's me. Only this is not you as origami. This is you as an eagle. This is you soaring, mounting up, rising higher, going further, doing more than what you thought you could ever do. I want you to shout it out, this is my year, this is my year. I am supernaturally equipped. I am supernaturally blessed. I am supernaturally empowered. You may take your seats. Thank you. It's taken me to 11.30 to get some of you to stand. And one person says, Pastor, I just can't stand this. Well, can't you stand about it? I just don't know. I, I just can't stand it. I just don't think church should be like this. Well, mm, mm, you, you may check out hell then. Because heaven's going to be like this. You think for one minute that Jesus is not going to stand up there and say, All rise? Right. 
No, because some cherub somewhere will grab you by the scruff of your neck and they will hold you to your feet. To think that you're going to sit during a praise and worship service in the portals of heaven, in the glorious throne room of God, you must be joking. One of these days, something of a supernatural operation is going to invade your kitchen, going to invade your workplace. Just going to happen to you like it happened to me this morning. I was completely dizzy like a duck. I was like, my God. Uh, we've been walking with God all these years, and I'm telling you, God is like, oh, do we really have to go for a walk today? I'm so bored hearing the same things over and over and over. And there are so many things I want to show you, things that I need to tell you, things that I need to reveal to you. And I can't get a word in edgeways. All I hear is about your life and about your children's life and, and about the woes and the this and the that. And I'm under so much pressure and I need more money and I need this and I, I need that. Listen, guys, even as a father with children, that would be a terrible living experience, that my children only spoke to me when I, they needed something, that my children only visited me when they needed something, that the only things I heard coming out of my children's lives are everything that's wrong and everything that they need and, and everything whatever. No, when I get with my children, I hear the good things that are going on in their lives and what God is doing, amen, and what can we do? How can we do it? Let's dream the dream together. I love it when they come and they sit in the end of my bed. I love it when they want to come and sit in the couch with me. That's the time when the phone goes down. It's the time when the telly goes off. Is it okay to still call the telly? Flat screen. Because if your children ever get a whiff that you're not interested, that your phone's more important to you, that your conversation that you're having with everyone else is not tell you there was a rule through this ministry of this last 23, 24 years, that if my children ever needed to see me, no matter who I was with, they get to see me. That's how we grow it up. There's nothing more important than your family. Worship the Lord right there. Worship the Lord right there. Because Jesus himself said, suffer them and let them come to me. In other words, there was nothing that he was doing more important than the very reason that he was sent. This has been an amazing service. Whew, I sense the power of God in this room. Get it, not everybody lives your life like you. I live mine. Not everybody has the passion for Christ. And more have more than me. Not everyone has this relationship like David in Psalm 23 where it says, The Lord is my shepherd. David is telling everyone that I have a personal relationship 
with this shepherd. Personal. This is not Billy's. This is not Mary's. This is mine. He's my shepherd. He's mine. Mine. This year you're going to get a revelation of what the shepherd and who the shepherd truly is. And what the shepherd desires to do in each and every one of our lives. I can't hold back any longer. I told somebody just on Thursday, I said, I feel like over these last few years, I've kept my foot somewhat on the brick. But I can feel the Lord lifting my foot. I don't know what that looks like, but I know it means that we're about to travel faster than what we've ever traveled before. And anything that I was cautionary about before this, that foot, that brick pill, is being let up, guys. So if you think we've traveled fast up until this, get ready. Because we're about to go at the speed of light, which is the speed of God. Go with me to Ephesians 1, 3 to 5, please. Let's just give a few scriptures and then we'll, we'll go home. I believe that what I've said this morning was what the Lord wanted us to hear. I come from 14 years of policing, but the policing was not normal. It was anti-terrorism. I've had people come to me over the years, prophesy over me the same thing all over and over again. And all about the apostolic and all of those different things. But I know this, that what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me was create a hub for my spirit to move. Now I remember going to the Lord and I said, Lord, I cannot start a church in Tulsa. And the Lord said to me, it will be cruelty because when the people come, their shape will be changed and they will not be able to fit into what they used to be able to fit. Even if you go from this church by the leading of the Lord, unless it is this or more, you're going to have a hard time fitting because your shape has changed. Now you can override the promptings of the heart, override your heart, override what you think. But I can tell you over a period of time, you will become frustrated because you're trying to wear a suit that doesn't fit you anymore. How can you take back an old wineskin when you've been given a new one? Millennial is a new wineskin. It it's not of the old. We have done firsts here. There are things that we do here. And I have people that come in over and over and over and they say, wow. This is what is needed in the body of Christ. This is a forerunner. There's a forerunner spirit here. And I said, yes. But I said, it's just not on me. It's on this people. Lift your hands and receive this. It's on this people. And I would say over the years, I'm a misfit. And then Tommy Evans comes and says, no, no, you're not a misfit. You're a pioneer. This work is pioneering things in God. And I know I may not do things conventionally like other people do them, but celebrate with me. 
Thank God you can go out of here challenged. Thank God that you can go out of here higher. Thank God you can go out of here expecting that heaven has more for you than what you've ever realized. Tonight, I want everybody to come back. We're just going to worship and pray. I have a few things that we're going to say, but I want these Sunday nights to really, really start to produce something in God. If we're going to take the time to do it, then we're going to make sure that the fruit of what we do and the fruit of our labor becomes a reality in each and every one of our lives. I've told you that this year is a phenomenal year of preparation. I don't know what's coming 24. I don't know what's coming 25. But when I heard Joseph Z this week, and he starts to speak about certain things that I know, I looked at that little screen and I said, if I didn't know better, he was speaking about millennial. Because all those things that he was saying prophetically was everything that we do here, everything that we stand for. And you know, I truly have had one evening with Joseph Z and one other meal with Joseph Z. And we really don't know each other very much. But what he picked up here in the spirit regarding this place, he was nailing it left, right, and center of what it is. Look at Jeremiah Johnson talking about the things that God is doing in this day and the places that are going to rise. What have we been doing for the last 10 years? Cultivating, nurturing. It's only beginning. Foundations have been laid. Certain things have been put in place. But it's really getting to the stage that it's about to get fun, where we're going to see things now appear on the scene that we've held for, believed for. The Word has told us in prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. I could take you to prophecy after prophecy after prophecy regarding this. And it never changes. Never. I remember the Lord coming to me and saying that you must never become an alternative in the church world of Tulsa. Do you know how many people have tried to make us just another church? But I wasn't sent here just to be another church. Neither were you. You bring your finances, you bring your physical capacity, your filstorta your physical ability, you're bringing it because we're building something. We're building something far greater than bricks and mortar. We're building something, ladies and gentlemen, of an eternal worth that only one day when we stand face to face with Almighty God will we truly know the gravity of what we were doing and what we were involved in. But I'm telling you, Revelation is hitting me as the pastor more and more and more of the importance and the significance of what it is. And it is far from pride, let me tell you. Every time he opens the window to me and the door to me a little further, it is more humbling and more honoring and more, 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 more self-checking and more self told me and Zela Parapabrani there are things 
that we know not of, but yet in the days that we live, it's time to see them among us. Pray with me in the Spirit all over this room. Come on, eagle of God. You're not in this cage anymore. You're in a church where religion is not allowed. God's breaking you free from these things. God's breaking you free from spirits of religion and, and spirits of just, just, just bondage. Look what happened in the last three months. Come on, pray with me. The last three months of 2022. So many people started getting free. I knew it. I heard the Lord. He kept saying, is, is the issue with this is that there are people that are needing delivered. And I'm saying delivered from what? But that is not my responsibility. That is the work of the Spirit. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Salvation, soteria, sozo. That word saved is the fullness of God. What are you saved from? You're saved from everything, everything, everything that the curse has to offer. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He'll guide me in those paths of righteousness. He'll give me understanding of what it is to be righteous. As hell invades this planet, the pressure's on. Time is closing in. I sense it more. If you want to judge me, judge me for telling you the truth. I love you with all my heart, and I love you with the love of the Lord, and I love you enough to be real with you, to serve you. Someone might be able to say it better. Someone might be able to hug your neck harder. But in a day that we live in, I don't want to be adrift. I want to be tethered to a stake that is uncompromised and immovable. I want to be part of a leadership that's not in it for themselves, but are in it for the glory of Almighty God. I can tell you, and you can see it, you've seen it for 10 years. If we had wanted to exalt ourselves, we would have done it years ago. We're here to exalt the Lamb of God. We're here to exalt the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're here to let light shine on in the darkness. This year, the power and revelation of atonement, let me help you, will become a reality in your life. At one meant. This year, a revelation of how at one you are with the Lord that he is yours you are his and together you are one the head always leads the body and even when our children were being born it was amazing to me because whether a baby's coming leg first or breech the proper way for a baby to come is head first the head always 
goes first. He is the supreme head of the church. And we are his body, made in his likeness and in his image. The same power that is in the head is the same power that is in the body. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is the same spirit that now works within us, quickening us even whilst we are in these bodies. The same spirit of wisdom that was within him and upon him is the same spirit of wisdom that is within us and upon us. He did not make us relegated seconds. He made us bone of his bone. He made us exactly like him. He formed man and breathed his breath into him. The first Adam could not could not take it home. But the last Adam took it all away. And you may be in this room today and you say, Pastor Paul, I, I don't understand much of this. And you're in a very good place. Because if you sit in those seats and do what I am encouraging you to do today, one day you will have a revelation of what it is that not only I am saying, but what God is actually saying to you. Because this church will help your ear become akin to the voice of God. Zimbria Mantrovo So beautiful. Father, I pray over this people that you show them that this is more than an experience. It's more than an encounter. It's our existence. In you, we live. In you, we breathe. In you, we have our being. Raise up these people, Father, as giants. Even, Father, in our little understanding, give them by the Spirit a knowing that they are giants in their time and that they were sent for this time to rule and to reign as kings in this life. That, Father, let them have this revelation that you, Father, have a plan for them. And if they agree for that, then they will see heaven manifest in and among them. Father, 
open wide those gates. You said a door stands before us and for us to go through and through we go. Through we go. Through we go. You said in your word, Father, in Ephesians 1, 3 to 5, may blessing and praise, laudation and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realm. I declare this year that the revelation of this verse will become a reality in your life. That the revelation of this spiritual endowment, this divine deposit, this eternal investment shall become a revelation in each and every one of our lives. How many people will receive this today? In Jesus' name. How many people believe that you're going to know things that you never were told let me see your hands. Get ready. The Lord is at work, and he's on the move. And he has things to tell you and discuss with you. Give him the time. Pray in the Spirit much. Pray in the Spirit more. Because praying in the Spirit much and praying in the Spirit more will help you go through the right door in Jesus. Now give him worship right now in Jesus' precious name. If you're visiting this morning, welcome to church, guys. Welcome to church, not the show. Church. Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me two more minutes. Salapu prepadasulo. Yendere ambanantro. Lift your hands with me all over this room. You deserve the praise. 
Welcome to 2023. Please just stay with us just two minutes. Your children are fine. They're in good hands. Lift your hands one more time to the Lord. Say this with all your heart to the Lord. I dedicate myself to your plan and to your purpose from this day forward I yield myself to the plan of your heart Father for me I just thank him right now Come on, I sense. Can we close the doors, please? Ushers, don't let the doors open one more time for a minute or two. This is the anointing of the Lord. We have to reverence the anointing. The door is open again, guys. We need the doors closed, please. Forgive me, but I, I tell you, there's a reverence of the Lord. Everyone stand to your feet, just. Mundrea mambre ambre andum brondum brosi mi aranandu mundre me ananto. Timbre aman promontre me ni ampre mi anstombre ampramanto. David had this revelation precious saints that the Lord was his shepherd and there was no want I can imagine him reflecting on Exodus and how the children of Israel were fed 
supernaturally in the wilderness. I can imagine even in the next chapter how he would reflect and how water came out of a rock. If God did that for the old, what has he got in store for you? I know the Spirit of the Lord. Needs the church to rise. For the great acts of heaven. Even conversations that were hundreds of miles away and could see even in the old in the realm of the spirit the army of angelic hosts When they were outnumbered, he turned to his servant Gehazi and said, Gehazi, never forget that there are more for us than there is. Phew, this is a bit of a visitation. Sickness can't stay. But I can tell you now that as we go towards these days, the reverential fear of the Lord is going to come upon the church. And so shall the church be empowered do exploits of heaven. I believe this with all my heart. Or I would go get a job. I'm asking you to help me cultivate a place where Jesus is Lord. We've come to reverence the presence of Almighty God. Two hours in a Sunday morning is nothing for what He did for us. We give Him two hours a week and He gave us eternity. Put it into perspective. 
And he's asking you to take the next years of your life to help him as this plays out. So that we can live, remain, and abide with him forever and ever of eternities past and eternities to come. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. David said, all that is within me, bless his holy name. He got to praying three times a day, got to praying five times a day, got to praying seven times a day. And he said, I, I can't even hold back seven times. He says, I have to bless the Lord at all times. And that his praise will be continually in my mind. You are the devil's worst nightmare. And I pray a revelation over you this year that it's not mom's got the victory nor dad's got the victory, but you've got the victory. That every single one of us can rise in the morning and know that we have the victory and that we triumph over every sin, that we triumph over hell, death, and the grave, that we triumph every day of our lives. We triumph over every minute of our life. You say, Pastor, this is extreme. You know, it's not, guys, because compared to heaven, we're just scratching the surface. Beyond We keep talking about the glorious church. I prophesy to you to rise today in the name of Jesus with signs and wonders and miracles in Jesus' precious name. Come on. I declare that miracles will be everything I'm telling you around us that we touch and everything will come alive. Wherever we go, he'll give us the line. I believe this with all of my heart.